welcome to the first episode of the Open Adoption Option. My name is Tracy Lee. And today we are going to hear my story. Obviously, I am a birth mother. And I started this podcast so that we could raise awareness about open adoption. I want to erase the stigma about adoption and most specifically open adoption. I want to show how important it is for children to know their birth parents and why adoptive parents choose open adoption, mainly because it is super important for children to know where they come from and why. I want to tell my story first because obviously I started this podcast. So also because it's taken me 25 years to face and realize for myself uh, why I did an open adoption and how important it was for me and the experience for me and every experience you will hear on this podcast is going to be completely different. So fasten your seatbelts because not every open adoption is open and not every closed adoption stays closed. So uh, that is one other reason why I started this podcast is to let you all know that there's going to be a lot of surprises along this way and mine's one of them. So here we go. Uh, so my story starts <laughs> way back in 1994 at least that's when i got pregnant uh but the birth father and i were together longer than that and we were very much in love deeply and madly in love that's very important to the story because i was super lucky it was one of the luckiest birth mothers because I had the birth father through the entire process uh, and after. Um, so 1994 was great because I had this tall, dark, handsome Marine and was without a care in the world, living in Alabama, <laughs> believe it or not, and thought I had everything, even though my parents were super unhappy and did not approve and were doing everything in their power to keep us apart but they epically failed 
and then found out I was pregnant and ultimately kicked me out of the house and he got out of the Marine Corps and we ended up moving to Texas where he's from and his family also did not approve and we also were kicked out of his house and uh, we made it for a little while on our own not long we ran out of money and ran out of time and it's late 1994 I'm pretty pregnant and we are running out of options don't have anywhere to go and our both of our families don't support us but we have each other and we are looking for where can we go what can we do and we're frantic we are we are frantic so we do start weighing out our options which we don't have well at that time it's we have nowhere to go no support uh, so we start looking at that time during through the phone book <laughs> and we called a couple of agencies but one agency stood out and it was called Abrazo and I don't know why Abrazo stood out but they did but when we talked to Elizabeth she was so flamboyant and so energetic uh, she came to us like a tornado and she was so sweet and had this huge smile and they were the only agency that strictly did open adoptions and let you choose the family that your child was going to be raised by I was super apprehensive so was my partner we were both scared to death but Elizabeth put us at ease and we went from our tiny little dusty town in the middle of nowhere Texas to San Antonio which we thought was huge and she helped us and we were suddenly going to weekly birth parent meetings where we were the only couple and I realized how even luckier I was to have somebody going through this with me and we have this binder now keep in mind this is 1994 going to 1995 
or it may have already been in 95 by now. So we're going through this big, thick binder of pictures and letters, I guess, like profiles of adoptive families that are showing you how they look and telling you about themselves. And you're supposed to pick a family to raise your child out of these pictures and descriptions of themselves, what they like, how old they are, where they live. And then you get to pick and you get to talk to people and kind of get to know them and kind of match yourself and your personalities and see what you think about them. And we had a lot of requirements. We were super picky. And we didn't even know if we really wanted to do this because we wanted our baby. I know we wanted our baby so badly. We were trying everything we could think of to keep our baby, which I'm pretty sure every birth mother in every group meeting every week was trying to think of ways to keep their babies because no one wanted to place their babies. If there's ever a situation where you don't want to do something, it's that situation. I can promise you. But when you have nothing and no one, which like I said, I was super lucky. To have my partner with me. But when you're basically homeless, and we came from good families, which is the crazy part. I just wasn't what his mama had planned for him. She said I was ruining her son's life. She wanted me to go away. And my mama wanted me to go to the military. So this was a major monkey wrench in her plans. So this isn't at all what either one of our families had planned. They didn't care how in love we were. <laughs> Only we cared about that. Well, we were going to show them. <laughs> so, it took us forever pick anyone to even talk to and I guess interview because we had a lot of requirements I know I didn't want anyone in the south 
because I thought the education was bad. I didn't like the way of thinking. I mean, my God, I was raised there for half my life. So I didn't want my child raised there. I mean, my mama wanted my neighbors to take our child. I went to school with their kids. Do you think I wanted them to raise my child? No. And then we didn't want anybody in Texas as much as we love Texas. But we didn't want to be like even as big as Texas is, we didn't want to be able to like run into our child. We thought that would be weird. We also didn't want them up north because it's too cold. We couldn't imagine our kid being like a city kid because we weren't city kids. Even though I love the city, but I mean, we couldn't imagine our kid like riding the subway to school. So, they had to be good Christian people, but open-minded enough to let our child make their own decisions. We wanted them to be able to send them to college. So basically already have money to send them to college. We wanted them to be able to take family vacations every year, things that we wouldn't be able to do. We wanted them to be able to want them to be secure, you know, something we weren't. So we were super picky. Super, super picky to the point that Elizabeth was every every week was are y'all gonna y'all have it narrowed down do you have anybody you like do you have anybody you want to talk to <laughs> so we finally finally talked to a family we really chose a family that was super wanted somebody outgoing and we got them man we got this couple that was so there's more talkative than I am between the two of them oh my gosh and we met them they came to meet us and we instantly hit it off even though the birth father is not talkative at all and really introverted but we got along they were really nice. They were great. And if I'm honest, I really chose them. I chose them because they had been trying for so long to have a baby. And they had lost so many babies. And I just couldn't imagine what that must feel like to want a baby so badly that you tried so many times and you had lost all your babies. 
And here I was having a baby that I couldn't take care of. I can't remember how many, I think she lost like five babies. And the dad resembled my dad so much. It was weird, but he was so amazing and the complete opposite of my dad that I think that's a huge reason why we chose them because he was the dad that I always wanted to have that I never had. And that was what I wanted my child to have was a dad like that. And he looked so much like my dad. They were just the sweetest couple. But we had some conditions when we finally chose them. When it came down to having our child, a lot of birth mothers, when you have baby, they, they let the adoptive parents come and be in the labor, the, the room with them. Back then you could have people in the room. Back then you stayed for two days. This is the 90s now, it's 1995. So I remember, I remember the day I went into labor. I'll never forget it. Put this in perspective for y'all, 1995 is the year that Selena died. Y'all remember that. I'll never forget when Selena died because I was in San Antonio. This is a huge deal. So I'll never forget the day I went into labor. And I remember that we had told Elizabeth that we didn't want them at the hospital when we had the baby because they were going to have his whole life and we were only going to have that small window of time and I know they were scared sitting in their hotel room wondering if we were going to change our mind because until the papers are signed you can change your mind. A lot of states have that where you can 
change your mind up to so many months or whatever. But in Texas, you, you don't. You just sign the papers and you're done. But some birth parents will let the adoptive parents be in the room and experience the birth and all that stuff. But we didn't want them there. We wanted that 48 hours to be ours. We got to give him a name. And we didn't tell the hospital. And we got to take him home. We got to spend those two days in the hospital with him and I remember when he was born I remember looking over at him and I remember I remember looking at his dad and saying there's no way. There's no way we can do this. I wanted to change my mind. Even though I knew we had nothing, and we had no support, his parents didn't care, my parents didn't care, we had nowhere to live. And we had Can you imagine looking at your own baby? Knowing that you're just gonna give him to someone else. Because you can't take care of your baby. But you know it's because you can't take care of your baby. And your baby deserves a better life. So we got to spend those two days with him. It was the most wonderful two days. He was the most precious, beautiful.
He looked just like, exactly like his daddy. And we didn't back out. We talked about it and we knew that in the end, the best thing for our son was to go to his new home with his new parents so that he could have the life that we couldn't give him. And so that's what we did. We met Elizabeth and his new parents at the agency. And they were so great. They kept his name. The first name that we gave him, they kept it as his middle name. So he would always have something that we gave him. And in an open adoption at the agency, you can keep it as open as you want, but the agency's minimum requirements were that you, they were to send birthday cards, Christmas card pictures every year, at least through the agency. But whatever relationship you built with each other, you could keep it as open as you wanted with each other. So we were pretty good about staying in contact, getting updates on how he was doing. They would send us baby pictures. And it was really good. He was so cute and so bald. <laughs> oh my gosh. That baby had no hair for the longest time. <laughs> and no hair. We wondered when he was ever going to grow any hair. But they did a like a Winnie the Pooh thing for his bedroom. They had his room already before he even got there. They had a huge welcome sign in their yard. And we always knew where they lived. So we always had their address. Um, so I would always get emails too from his dad. And so we stayed pretty updated uh, for a long time. Um, and his birth father and I stayed together. We got married and we were good. Things were good. We got jobs. I went to school. Um, and we stayed pretty good. We love dogs and we adopted several dogs <laughs> and we were doing well for a while uh still going to counseling i even worked at the agency answering phones um 
trying to keep things together for each other. Uh, but then time went on and uh, stuff happens and you know, years go on and I think we got into about the time that oh gosh it had to be around kindergarten age and things started to fall apart That's when we stopped hearing anything anymore. And that's when I stopped being okay. And that's when we stopped being okay. And I think We will continue this in a part two. Thank you so much for listening to part one of the Open Adoption Option. Stay tuned for what happens next. <laughs>